Hello and welcome to the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things transportation, anything that gets you from here to there. I am the traffic anchor as well as the transportation reporter for Denver 7 News, Jason Luber. If you would like to get a hold of me, you always can on any of the contact links in the description of this fine program. And that is at the, uh, yeah, in the description of the program. Uh, And then you can also call me on the listener hotline, that number 303-832-0217. Always love to hear your comments. Got a lot of good comments uh, from my interview uh, last time with Ken Snyder. Ken is a vehicle technology expert. He's also the executive director of the Shingo Institute there at Utah State University. And it was a really powerful interview, uh, I think, and, and I had really good reaction to it. Um, and and it, it, we were talking about how in the new infrastructure law, there are going to be some provisions to uh, get auto companies to start putting in devices, some automatic devices that will detect if you as the driver are distracted or disoriented or uh, impaired in any way. And the car could, if it decides that you are unable or unfit to drive, will slow down and pull over and stop the car to keep you from hurting yourself or or hurting other people. And it's interesting technology that I don't think a lot of people are hearing about uh, in this infrastructure law now that everybody's talking about bridges and roads and how much money is going to come to my state. Uh, But there's other provisions in there, and it it always happens with every uh, piece of legislation. There's like the major overall arcing uh, uh, theme of some legislation. And then there's also these little parts of it where money is going to this or that. And it's interesting to find out what, uh, some of those things are, but it was a really, really powerful interview. And if you could share that with other people, I'm, uh, I, I think you would, I think they would enjoy it. Uh, I'm also later on today or in just a little bit here, I'm going to be talking to, uh, Lakshmi Iyengar and she is a data data analyst at Jerry, It's an online car insurance comparison service, as well as a licensed insurance broker in all 50 states. Their website is getjerry.com. And I'm going to be speaking to uh, Lakshmi about um, Thanksgiving, day travel. And they say that actually traveling on Thanksgiving Day is 100% more deadly. There are more fatal crashes on Thanksgiving Day than the other days anywhere around it, than a regular travel day. And there's going to be millions of people out traveling, and it was interesting to hear what uh, what times of day on Thanksgiving Day are the most uh, deadly and are the most dangerous to drive. So I'll talk to her coming up about all of that in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, but I also wanted to talk about gas prices, because they just released a bunch of uh, oil from the Strategic Reserve into the system and trying to bring down gas prices. And it was interesting because this is the time of year when AAA as well as Gas Buddy make their travel predictions. And uh, it's, it's covered by all the local stations and national stations, right? Uh, but they both made their travel predictions, and it's far different uh, from each other. So, th- all right, so this is the headline from the perspective of Gas Buddy. While the economy may be bouncing back, Thanksgiving travel is not. GasBuddy revealed in its 2021 annual Thanksgiving travel survey that 32% of Americans plan to travel for Thanksgiving this year, a decline from 35% last year, 65% hit the road for Thanksgiving in 2019. Now this, again, still from GasBuddy, saying the national average price of gasoline is projected to decline to $3.35 per gallon on Thanksgiving Day. I paid just $3.48 
uh, yesterday. So we're not quite down there yet, at least here. Uh, Still among the highest we've seen over seven years, they said. Quote, similarly to last year, motorists are contending with the rise in COVID cases ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday when many drive to celebrate with family and friends. Only this year, we're also cents away from the highest Thanksgiving prices ever recorded, said Patrick DeHaan, head of petroleum analysis at GasBuddy. I've had uh, Patrick on the show. I'm sure I, I can't remember what episode it was. I'll have to look back at the archives to see what episode it was, but it was it was a while back. Uh, and well, Anyway, Patrick says, again, quote, we find ourselves in unfamiliar territory, some of the highest Thanksgiving gas prices on record. Americans are responding to the gas prices by slamming the car door shut and staying off the road. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly right, because I do know there's going to be a lot of people out driving. Uh, and then GasBuddy says they offer these travel tips for those who are traveling for Thanksgiving. Use the GasBuddy app to watch for price differences between state lines. Gas prices can vary as much as $20 per tank in some areas of the country between state lines. Use a gas discount card like Pay with GasBuddy to lower your gas bill as much as $0.25 cents a gallon. And according to this year's survey, 67% of Americans will be using a gas card or gas loyalty program when they fill up. Uh, I like to see either fill up at Sam's, which usually has the lowest prices, or at our uh, grocery store, King Supers. Silly name for a grocery store, I know. Uh, but then you have the discount when you buy your groceries, and you get the $0.10 cents per $100 spent there at the grocery store, and you can save, you know, 10 20 30 40 50 cents uh, for every gallon there when you're when you're filling up, and that can... Uh, in my wife's car, that, that adds up to a bunch of money. I paid $48 for gas in upper car yesterday, which was, it, it was crazy. I liked it a lot better when it was $22. All right, so that was the outlook from Gas Buddy. But here is the headline from AAA. AAA predicts more than 53.4 million people are expected to travel, the highest single year increase since 2005. So doom and gloom from Gas Buddy. And all is well from AAA. <laughs> now, this is the rest of what AAA predicts. Airports and roads may, see, may seem jam-packed this year as AAA predicts 53.4 million people to travel for the Thanksgiving holiday, up 13% from 2020. This brings travel volumes within 5% of pre-pandemic levels of 2019, with air travel almost completely recovering from its dramatic fall during the pandemic, up 80% over last year. This Thanksgiving, travel will look a lot different than last year, said Paula Twiddle, uh, Senior Vice President, AAA Travel. Uh, Now that the borders are open and new health and safety guidelines are in place, travel is once again high on the list for Americans who are ready to reunite with their loved ones for the holiday. And speaking of that, uh, some friends of my daughter, this uh, girl in her class, she's actually from originally from the UK, and her parents' parents or grandparents uh, have already flown here to the United States because they lifted the international travel ban. So they have uh, come. So already seeing at least here locally near me uh, some of that impact on opening up the international borders. And, and now compare this sentence with the outlook from Gas Buddy. Despite gas costing over a dollar more per gallon than this time last year, 90% of people plan to travel by car as their preferred mode of travel. Although the car is still the most popular choice for travelers, the greater share will opt to travel by air and other modes such as bus, train, or cruise this year. Doom and gloom from the gas buddy. 
people and all is well from the AAA people. <laughs> I wonder, I, I just, maybe it's a, uh, a difference in their analysis or a difference in their philosophies or, or whatever, but AAA is more promoting travel and Gas Buddy is like, whoa, hold on. Not as many people are going to be driving as you might think. All right. What I found interesting from AAA on some of their stats is that they say that the 2021 Thanksgiving holiday travel forecast has uh, a total of 48 million going by car and just over 4 million going by air. Last year, 2020, had 44.5 million, so down, what, 3 million, 4 million people from uh, what they predict this year, last year, uh, was driving. Two and a half were uh, flying. So it, it almost doubled for flying from last year to the prediction for this year. And then in 2019, when everybody was locked down, you actually had 49.9 million people driving. So almost 50 million drivers. And you had 46 point uh, or 4.6 million flying. So it, it's interesting to see how those numbers shake out. And as, as you know, travel and everything opens back up again, how all these numbers will uh, actual uh, actualize uh, for 2021 and 2022. And, and AAA travel continues, they say, to see strong recovery that began over the summer and that should continue into the holiday season, not only for Thanksgiving, but also for uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's. And AAA booking data reveals that big cities and tropical destinations are topping their list of where travelers want to go. So here are AAA's 2021 top Thanksgiving destinations. In the United States, Orlando. Well, everybody wants to go to Disney World, I guess, even though they're raising their prices. Anaheim, Disneyland, <laughs> even though they're raising their prices. Uh, New York, New York, the city's so nice they named it twice. Uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, Phoenix, Honolulu, I have heard of a lot of folks going to Hawaii, even though they do have uh, quite a bit of restrictions there in Hawaii, um, and it, it, but it is a lot cheaper to fly there right now. There's big sales on airlines to go to Honolulu and also to Maui, which is next on the list. Also on the list is Atlanta, Tampa, and Fort Lauderdale, warm weather areas, right? Now, the international destinations are the top Thanksgiving destinations for 2021, Cancun, Mexico, not safe right now, everybody. Uh, they are. It's not safe. <laughs> Actually, I think there's a travel alert from the um, from the State Department about Cancun, uh, Montego Bay, Jamaica. That's always a popular spot. Aruba, uh, uh, Cabos, uh, Mexico, uh, Nassau, Bahamas, Saint Lucia, Dublin, Ireland, which is interesting. Uh, not a warm weather area by any means for Thanksgiving. Uh, Tel Aviv, Israel, Calgary, Canada, and Paris, France. So there, there's your international destinations, the top ones for Thanksgiving. Now, Inrix, these, that, that's the people that do the traffic flow company. That's the, that's the company that does traffic flow. You see it on Google Maps, the green, yellow, and red on the Google Maps, and they predict basically where and, and when the worst delays will be over Thanksgiving. Now, this is their prediction, and it's all for Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So for like Atlanta on Highway, uh, on I-85, uh, basically, just afternoon from 1.30 to 3.30. Uh, Boston on uh, northbound 93, again after lunch from 1 to 3. Uh, Chicago on uh, 2.90 um, in the early afternoon from about 2.45 to 4.45. In Detroit on I-96 uh, from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Houston on I-10 
from 3.35 to 5.15. Uh, Los Angeles is always busy, but they say the 5 uh, between 3.45 and 5.45 is going to be busiest. And then in New York, uh, uh, I guess New York, New Jersey area, I-495, uh, from we- from 2.30 in the afternoon to 4.30 in the afternoon is when it's going to be busiest there. San Francisco is more in the evening. Seattle, Washington, D.C., again, also in the evening when traffic levels, they say, are going to be two or 300 uh, percent higher than than usual. And Inrix now says the best time to travel uh, for Thanksgiving is going to be Wednesday after 9 p.m. Well, obviously everybody's, you know, out <laughs> having dinner or drinking or whatever. Uh, Thursday before 11 a.m., turkey trots. Uh, Friday before 11 a.m., everybody's uh, got a hung hungover from the, the dinner and, and the drinking from the night before. Uh, Saturday before noon and Sunday before noon. Well, obviously, everybody's just sleeping in for the weekend, right? All right. Anyway, with all that being said, millions of people are out traveling this year, and it was making me think how dangerous is traveling on the roads for the actual day, Thanksgiving Day. It was also a question the researchers Jerry have. It's an online car insurance comparison service, as well as a licensed insurance broker in all 50 states. And they had that same question, too. So one of the researchers who looked into this question is joining me now to talk more about this. Lakshmi Iyengar is a researcher with GetJerry.com. Lakshmi, thanks for being here on the World Famous Driving You Crazy podcast. Thanks for having me, Jason. So this Thanksgiving holiday week, lots of people are traveling early. Some wait until the Wednesday before Thanksgiving Day. Some travel actually on the holiday. And there seems to be specific times on the holiday that are the most dangerous times to be on the road. Why Why is that and when is it? Yeah, that's right. So as you mentioned, we did the study and we said, what are the most dangerous times to be on the road during the Thanksgiving holiday? And we found that, first of all, on Thanksgiving Day, there's a 100% increase in fatal crashes compared to a normal day during the week. The second thing we found, as you mentioned, is that early Thanksgiving morning between 1 and 3 a.m. and Thanksgiving evening between 6 and 7 p.m., there's a huge spike in fatal crashes. Um, And we've got some pretty clear reasoning on this. The first is that the night before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, is the biggest bar night in America. People call it drinksgiving. Um, (laughs) And so when we're looking at early Thanksgiving morning, uh, we're seeing that, you know, bars close between 1 and 2 a.m. People are driving home, spike in fatal crashes. Similarly, the 6 and 7 p.m. time period falls right after when most people eat their Thanksgiving meal between 2 and 5 p.m. So maybe people eat a lot of turkey, they're a little sleepy. We've had um, a couple glasses of wine at Thanksgiving our Thanksgiving meal. Um, and there's a ton of people driving. And that's kind of a recipe for that second crash spikes yeah it seems interesting that there are a lot of people that would be out the night before thanksgiving happens because you would think that people are getting ready for all the folks that are going to be coming later on that (laughs) day right i mean you got to get the maybe you're out uh getting some drinks and then you're going to go brine the turkey and then you're going to throw it in the oven i I, it just seems interesting that that is a really busy time for so many people to go out drinking yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot that goes into that. A lot of people are coming home and they're in their hometown seeing people they haven't seen for a really long time. Um, and one thing leads to another and you're out until 1 or 2 a.m. So this is a factor then really of 
maybe two things. One, obviously, people are out drinking uh, if they're going to be out late. And then during dinner, they're obviously having, as you said, some wine and, and, and maybe some other drinks. But it's also a factor of more people on the road. And here in Colorado, we're one of the uh, first states to legalize recreational marijuana. Is, is that a factor mm-hmm. in here as well? And, and maybe in all the other states that have now legalized it? You know, at the end of the day, uh, that we didn't do research that looked into driving under the influence due to like uh, due to recreational marijuana use, what have you, on Thanksgiving Day. So I really can't speak to that. What I can tell you is that uh, we do know that these drinking times or these time periods do correlate to what people generally understand to be upticks in drinking. I'm speaking with Lakshmi Iyengar, a data analyst at uh, Jerry, an online car insurance comparison website. Uh, you can see them at getjerry.com. Uh, so is that the biggest risk then, is just to watch out for the people who might have been drinking or just, just stay off the roads if, if, you, uh, if you suspect somebody of drinking? I would say that look, watch out for drinking and driving. Watch out for times during the Thanksgiving holiday where tons of people are going to be on the road because that's just going to increase fatal crashes. And also watch out for sleepy drivers. If you're tired, take a nap and then drive home. Don't try to drive when you're you know, going to fall asleep at the wheel. Do you think the time change has any effect on these numbers? Maybe we're still sleepy from just the time change a few weeks ago. I I know there's a risk. Uh, I talked to a researcher, a sleep researcher about this, that the time Mm -hmm. change, especially in the spring, messes with your sleep patterns so much that there are more fatal crashes after the time change than any other time of the year, but also maybe because it's dark early, uh, especially in the evening. You know, um, I'm not a sleep researcher, so I I really am not the expert on this, but I would say that I would expect people to have adjusted to the time change in a couple of weeks, Um, but I definitely don't want to strike out the possibility. Are there regions of the country or Mm -hmm. specific states that are more or less problematic uh, for these fatal crashes than others? Definitely. So we know that um, Mississippi, Wyoming, Louisiana, New Mexico, and Alabama have by far the highest rates of fatal Thanksgiving highway crashes per capita. So if you look at a state like Mississippi, for example, the number of crashes, the average fatal highway crash per 100,000 people is 59 times higher on Thanksgiving than normal, um, which is just like a such a large multiple. And you kind of see that multiple is consistent amongst these top states. Like it's 72 times higher in Louisiana, 47 times higher in Wyoming. Um, So there are some states where it's pretty, pretty dangerous. And they're primarily southern and western states. And and it seems like they're rural states, too. Uh, Wyoming, obviously, Mm -hmm. near Colorado, where we are. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mississippi, uh, New Mexico, obviously very rural. Alabama, same thing. Louisiana really has one major uh, city. So do you think it's a a rural versus maybe an urban uh, issue there or maybe demographics with so many of those places being in the south? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the rurality probably plays a factor. Drivers probably need to drive further to get home in these states. Um, The highways tend to be uh, a little bit darker, potentially a little bit more winding and less. um, They look less like a major interstate that might that like a state like New York might have. Um, So rurality, I'm not so sure about demographic per se, but um, 
I think that infrastructure probably plays a pretty big role. Did you look at some of the uh, the safest states for uh, Thanksgiving holiday? What, what were some of the uh, least fatal crash states? Yeah, so I would say that actually Colorado is pretty up there. Um, let me just glance through my data for a second. Yeah, Colorado and Nevada are actually two of the safer states, um, which is pretty interesting. Um I'm not too sure, like, I'm not too sure what, when you start to get to the safer states, honestly, the data becomes very close together. Um, there are just more standouts on the least state, safe states in comparison. That That's why it's a little bit easier to look at it that way. And you really just looked at states instead of individual cities, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. It's a, it's a lot harder to look at just a city. What are some of the recommendations on how we can stay safe? Maybe stay out of the way of some of these uh, problematic drivers. First and foremost, don't drink and drive. Um, I'd say not only is it illegal, it's also going to endanger you. It's going to endanger your friends and family and anybody else on the road. Uh, The second thing is avoid these major crash times. If you can leave an hour earlier or a couple hours later from any time where there looks like there's a spike, you're probably going to be a lot safer on the road. And the third thing I would say, which I already mentioned, is if you're tired, take a nap. Don't drive while you're tired. It's not worth it, especially on Thanksgiving. And I was just thinking about this because uh, our TV station, Denver 7, is sponsoring one of the many turkey trots that are happening (laughs) around uh, the front range of Colorado here uh, on Thanksgiving Day. And right after most of the turkey trots are done, somewhere around uh, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, there is a spike in fatal crashes that happen right then. It's it's interesting that that there's the lowest point is during the turkey trots from basically <laughs> six a.m. seven a.m. all the way through yeah. about ten a.m. when maybe just everybody's running around getting uh, getting some exercise before the before the big meal and then everything spikes up when they hit the road again. Yeah, yeah, I think that's such a that's such a good observation that turkey trots are happening. Also, um, yeah, a lot of people have. Thanksgiving traditions like they a lot of people go on runs with their families in the morning people go on walks people play like have like morning football games so I think there's a lot happening in the morning that is involved with not driving and not eating and it would be also interesting and I I don't see the data on this uh, in this research here but after what happens on the Friday uh, after Thanksgiving, especially in the evening, because uh, a lot of folks are heading home. And so maybe at midnight, 1, 2, 3 a.m., like like it happens on Thanksgiving Day, maybe there's a spike at that time as well, as folks had been drinking and eating all night long, and then they head out back home, and there's probably a spike at that time as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely right. I'm speaking with uh, Lakshmi Iyengar uh, with Jerry Online. It's, it's uh, getjerry.com. It's an online car insurance comparison service. We're talking about how deadly uh, Thanksgiving the actual day is. Um, are you going to be traveling this year? What are you going to be doing for Thanksgiving? Well, I'm lucky. I live an hour from my parents, so I just take a train ride home, and I'm good limited driving. There you go. And that's an easy way to avoid uh, the crazies that are Uh on the road. Uh, And and uh, are you going to maybe look at comparing uh, comparing these numbers to other holidays, especially ones that are notorious for heavy drinking, like Fourth of Mm -hmm. July and Labor Day? Those days seem like they're yeah they they seem like they're Mm -hmm. notorious for drinking more so than Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're at Jerry, we're always looking at 
like any sort of trend that might impact drivers uh, safety, etc. So we're definitely going to keep our eyes peeled for Christmas trends, New Year's trends, uh, St. Patrick's Day trends, what have you. Um, and we'll keep you updated on per- what we find. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? You have a gut feeling of, of what they what those days would be like compared to Thanksgiving I've- or any other day? I have a gut feeling that New Year's Day is not kind to drivers, um, but we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I spent my uh, the millennium in, in New York City in Times Square, so I'm, I'm done with New Year's for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to do it. That'll do it to anybody. Yeah, that, was, that was the big one for me, and I don't have to worry about it ever again. Uh, but before you go, I'd like to ask you something regarding uh, the data article that you wrote looking at where better drivers are in the United Mm -hmm. States on the East Coast or on the West Coast. And my guest is West Coast because more people are concentrated in the East. There are so many more cities that are are, uh, right close together and there's a lot more population uh, typically Mm -hmm. along the Eastern Seaboard than there is uh, on the West. So that means more points of conflict. Yeah, so you're right. We we did do a study that said where do... Where do drivers have more violations, on the East Coast or the West Coast? And we use that to proxy how good drivers are. Um, and, you know, I like you. I'm from the East Coast. I thought we're, you know, I thought we'd be at the bottom of the ranking um, in terms of who has the worst and best drivers. But it turns out that the East Coast and West Coast are pretty matched in terms of how many drivers, what proportion of drivers have violations. So um, according to our research, it looks like, East Coast and West Coast drivers are pretty equal. Uh, and I would say that um, there's a lot more that could go into that kind of research. Like you could ask people how often they honk, how often they speed, like how like what do you consider a good driver really, really depends. Like I'm from New Jersey. So if somebody's slow, they're a bad driver. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, so I think there's like a lot that goes into that. But when we look just at violation rates, we're pretty matched. And in other places, you drive too fast, and then you're a crazy driver. So there's got to be exactly. that happy medium in there. Yeah. And then yeah. you also have the weather factors, because up in the north, there's a lot of folks that are, it's no problem for us here in Colorado to drive around. <laughs> well, most of us that are uh, that have been here for a while are, are native, uh, can drive in the snow, no problem. But then you have all the Texans and Californians that move in, and they have no idea what they're doing when there's a few flakes of snow. Yeah, exactly. Actually, Jason, you should keep your eyes peeled, because... We're putting out a best and worst winter drivers study in a couple of weeks where we look at which states have most fatal crashes um, due to in the winter months due to uh, weather related causes. So actually keep your eyes peeled. We'll have some answers for you very soon. Perfect. And you can yeah. all get, you can get that at right at getjerry.com. You get all your research exactly. right there. Also, interestingly, uh, was the most popular violation in every state. And that speeding at 15 miles an hour or, or less was basically the most popular violation, except for New York, where it was failure to obey traffic sign. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. it has to be not state, but really New York City. Yeah. So that number is technically supposed to be representative of New York State because we did look at statewide violations. But I, I, would, I would bet that New York State, uh, New York City violation rates are heavily skewing that towards the not or not obeying a traffic sign um yeah i i would say that that's pretty that's a pretty good gut 
yeah, well, with so many people, you know, seven, mm-hmm. eight, ten million people in the city, and not all of them are driving, obviously, and New York City is making it more difficult for folks to drive mm-hmm. in the city itself. Mm-hmm. I could see That's that being right. a, a big problem. Plus, they've changed driving so much with so many new bike lanes and mm-hmm. uh, taking away lanes, and now you can't turn here, you can turn there, and so I'm sure some folks could just get frustrated and say, you know, forget this, I'm, I'm going to turn when I want to turn, and then they get, get a ticket for it. Yeah, I think uh, I think that it, I think New York City driving is changing rapidly. It's hard for drivers to keep up, but also I think um, I think it's already hard to drive here. Uh, it's always been hard to drive here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, most definitely. That's why I think, like you, most people are just taking a train, and it, it's a yeah. much different way to commute there than it, it is out here in the West, yeah. where where more people have open space and and uh, yeah. They, yeah, they tend to be more spread out. Yeah, I think that's I think that's absolutely right. Well, we'll look forward to uh, all that other data. So thank you, Lakshmi uh, Iyengar. Appreciate your data analysis so much. And uh, and enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. You too, Jason. And then we're going to do all this over again on Christmas week, right? And New Year's, <laughs> and New Year's week, right? Um, yeah, so I, I think that's going to be, like she said, that'll be the next data coming out. Um, not only uh, the uh, winter driving data, but also uh, she was telling me, uh, offline uh, that they're going to start looking at uh, Christmas New Year's data and thinks that it might be even worse than Thanksgiving data. So <laughs> we got to hope for the best, but obviously expect the worst from that data that you'll be working on here uh, over the, uh, maybe she'll be working over the Thanksgiving holiday. By the way, the federal man- mask mandate, it's still in place if you're going to be traveling uh, at the airports or on a bus, public bus, that sort of thing, until January 18th. My guess is that it will be extended at least through spring break, probably through March, maybe even April. And I I don't know when they would announce that probably sometime, maybe even early January, maybe wait for after the holidays and then get into early January and then announce, Hey, we're going to extend this thing uh, all the way until spring break after the big spring break travel. Um, But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like it, obviously. Most people don't like it. The people are getting in fights over it. I, I put up with it just because you have to, and I, and I want to be able to fly. And I don't like to cause issues with airplanes and, and be arrested and, and have large fines. Uh, but there will be people who will still fight it and still cause problems on on planes, and especially during the holidays when everybody gets all frustrated. And if weather starts to play an issue around the country over the holiday travel season, it could even get a lot bit uh, a lot worse. So... Um, but there, there's always going to be people forever, I think, who will wear a mask on an airplane. It's just going to be, that's where their comfort level is. And that's fine. If they want to do that, then, then that's up to them. Okay. Uh, You, you saw it sparingly before the whole pandemic stuff, mostly with folks from uh, Asian countries where it was more, uh, they were more used to it and, uh, they did it more often. Uh, but they, but now I think it's going to be, uh, on most flights, you'll maybe even see half of an airplane. Uh, even after the mandate has been lifted of uh, folks using a mask. Um, and there will be people like this guy I know who will be pushing the limits of not wearing the mask because he's eating the entire flight one peanut at a time. <laughs> he just does. He goes, here's one. Pe- I'm eating. I'm constantly eating one peanut. Take a sip of drink. One peanut, take a sip of drink. And that's what he does the whole flight. <laughs> he's trying to get around it. At, at my prediction, he's going to get busted for that. But his problem, 
His problem, not mine. Anyway, thanks again for uh, for supporting the show. I'm thankful for all the listeners that uh, support us, not only here in the United States, but really worldwide. It's really amazing to see some of the uh, downloads coming from countries in Europe and and out there in Asia and, and in Australia as well, so even in South America. So I appreciate all the, uh, all the feedback. If you can, send me some more uh, feedback. I sure would appreciate it. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. If you are in a different country, then uh, enjoy Thanksgiving where you live in your season and, and uh, your culture. I appreciate all of that. Anyway, have a, uh, have a great holiday. And until next time, I'm Jason Lip with the Traffic Guy. Be safe and as always, happy motoring.